pero se esconde Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with jazz improviser, composer, arranger, and bandleader Edward Simon on the new 2023 album, Feminina's Song of Latin American Women. On this project, he is joined by Adam Cruz on drums and Ruben Rogers on bass and special guests, Mexican vocalist Margos Herrera, Venezuelan percussionist Luis Quintero, and Brazilian guitarist Romero Lubambo. This album features songs by both established and emerging songwriters. As a native of Venezuela, he has made a name for himself over decades in America as a force in jazz. We cover this album, the post-COVID world, and so much more. Enjoy. Great to catch back up with you, Edward. Thanks for taking a minute out. Of course, of course. And I'm, I'm so happy that we managed to get it rescheduled. Yes, sir. Yeah, me too. So before we get into your uh, the songs of Latin American women, I want to know, you know, we all went through this COVID thing. It really went through the jazz community in a, in a, in a pretty bad way. And I'm curious, how did you survive COVID now that we're entering this post-pandemic period? And how has it changed you? Oof, well, um, there's, that's a kind of a big question. How did I survive? <laughs> you know, I am very fortunate. Let me say this, first of all, I'm very fortunate that I have another passion in my life, a practice of meditation that I have been uh, investing my life into for many years now. And, um, you know, during COVID, uh, during a time of isolation, I really, uh, you know, spend a lot of time with my practice, practicing meditation and contemplating and reflecting. And it was, you know, in a way, it was a tremendous opportunity because uh, when our lives are stopped as we normally know our lives, meaning we are identified so much with our professional lives, usually for most of us, uh, that when that stops, it's like your whole sense of self tends to stop, right? And as an artist, what we do, the forming is such a huge part of our identity, and so it really brings up these questions of who we are as human beings. What's left after all of those titles and jobs and, um, you know, everything else? Uh, well, not everything else. We still did have our family and friends and family. And I'll, on that subject, you know, I'll mention that I also spent some time reaching out to some friends and we had some long phone conversations, you know, catching up with people I had been wanting to catch up for a while and hadn't really had the opportunity because our lives move so fast uh, in this modern world that we live in. Um, so COVID and isolation was really an opportunity to stop and reflect and think about what's really important to us, you know. Uh, on a more practical and mundane level, I started doing a lot more teaching since performance performing was not a possibility. Um, and um, that's how I, I managed to generate some income and kind of get through that very rough period when I couldn't, uh, you know, earn a living from, from performing. Um, I earn most of my income from live performances and I always have. Um, so in a way, it was also a wake-up call in terms of professionally how much 
uh, all my eggs are in one basket. And I started to really think hard about how I could move my music business online. And so I started learning a lot about technology. I took courses online on how to take uh, one's music business more online. And, you know, it's still, I'm still kind of, uh, uh, in that process of looking for ways that I can, uh, generate more of my music business online so I don't have to depend on live performances as much as I, w- as I have been for the last 30 years. Uh, and so I'm gradually uh, moving more in that direction and learning how I can maybe do more live streaming concerts and, and you know, uh, have more merch available online and that, those sorts of things. So COVID was not all bad. You know, I mean, it was a very difficult uh, thing that we went through. And, you know, and I had many lows during that period as well. And many of my family members did. And um, there's no question about that. However, in retrospect now, I see that, you know, it really forced me and many of us in our community to learn other ways that we can um um, that we can generate uh, income and be, you know, supported by our music in ways that is not dependent upon live performances as much uh, and touring specifically, you know, um, and um, and using technology to support that because you know the possibilities are there and and I learned a lot about you know streaming live concerts. I had to learn so much about technology during that <laughs> that COVID isolation period it it was uh quite a learning uh period of time for me about you know obs and and gear and recording and mics and video and you know there's a lot there there's a lot there so in some ways i'm i'm kind of grateful for for that period wow well said what a great answer so uh talk to me a little bit about feminina's about the brand new album and what what urged this and how you feel about the final product. Yeah, so Femininas uh, was a project that was born initially uh, from an experience that I had back, I think, in 2018, I believe it was, uh, when I had the opportunity to collaborate for the first time with Magos Herrera, uh, the wonderful vocalist who is featured on this album, we had the opportunity to perform a tribute concert to the iconic Argentinian vocalist Mercedes Sosa at National Sawdust in New York City. Uh, Mercedes, um, sorry, Magos was the featured artist with my trio as well as uh, Pedro Aznar, who is a wonderful singer from Argentina, who performed with Mercedes uh, back when she was still alive. And um, that concert was a beautiful experience to, you know, uh, uh, spend some time looking at the legacy of Mercedes Sosa and all that she has done. Um, And it also it was a kind of a a reminder of like, um, you know, it inspired this idea after conversations with Magos, this idea of looking more deeply at the contributions that Latin American artists and women and songwriters in particular have, 
have have done. And so we talked about um, doing this collaboration, and it finally came to fruition after um, I received some support from South Arts through a program called Creative Residencies uh, that supported a residency of my ensemble, this particular ensemble that's featured on this album at the San Francisco Conservatory of Music in 2021. We had a week residency there where we developed this program of music that you hear recorded on this album. And it was really a collaborative process between Magos and I. She suggested a lot of the pieces that could be included on the album. Um, and uh, we went back and forth. We had a lot of Zoom meetings during that time. In fact, we were supposed to have met in person in Mexico. And again, due to COVID, that trip had to be canceled and we had to do it remotely. Um, but it took many conversations back and forth of looking at who are uh, some of the women that are have made and are continuing to make contributions as songwriters for to for this project to be included in this project and the criteria that we utilized was a fairly a broad one. We wanted to include um, women who are both with us alive or well established who are not so well known and some who are more up and coming. Um, so all ages from past and present and, um, and we wanted to represent as many countries as, as possible as well uh, from Latin America. So that's how we came up with the list of uh, artists to be featured uh, on the on the album and, and in terms of the results of it i'm i'm really uh incredibly pleased and happy with um with the results i think the album is is really quite beautiful and um the collaboration with magos i could not uh think of any other uh, artists that would have been better for this project than magos so talk to me a little bit about ultimately what you hope the listener gleans and gets and feels from this project. Well, um, the um, my hope, um, there's a couple of things. I hope that this album will inspire listeners to dig more deeply into the music of Latin America and specifically the contributions by female Latin American songwriters. So I hope it'll just be uh, an inspiration to, to listen to this uh, people's music farther to explore the recordings that they have made and, and, um, and to see who are some of these other um, female uh, songwriters from this part of the world and also to get a, a, perhaps a glimpse of, you know, the diversity of, of our music, of the music from Latin America, from the Americas. Even though we have common uh, musical cultures that we have inherited a lot of uh, information from, mostly Spanish um, and African and and the music of the indigenous people in, in, in the Americas, all of that coming together is what makes the, 
music of Latin America what it is, but it manifests differently in each part, right? I mean, in the Caribbean, it's different from um, uh, South America, you know, from Argentina, uh, from Peru. You know, it, it all has like uh, some some. It's all very different, and yet our ancestors, the music cultures that inform our music, are all pretty much the same. You know, with the only difference, the only exception to that is, is Brazil, which, of course, was colonized by Portuguese. And so there's a little bit different sound and influence, influence in Brazilian music. But the rest of the Americas is mostly, mostly the same influences. So I'm hoping that it will inspire listeners to, to dig deeper into such a rich, uh, vast resource um, uh, of treasures that we have in Latin America. So as you mentioned, you know, getting through COVID gave you pause, but it was also a, a period of you getting more strength. And I think about the jazz community getting new skills, new ways of marketing and all of that. And I'm curious from your standpoint, do you see that the jazz community is stronger now in this post-pandemic 2023 era? Well, that's that's a very good question, Joe. I it's hard for me to speak for the community as a whole, but for myself, um, I do see that I've gotten stronger, and I think the community has gotten stronger overall as well. In 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 the sense that you know now we we know how to use this technology to get our music out there much more. You know, you see a lot more people uh, using the technology to get the music out there. You, you know, I see more and more artists that are doing streaming from home. Um, we're just, uh, you know, the jazz has always been, for whatever reason, a very archaic industry. <laughs> you know, uh, we have seemed to be kind of, behind a little bit in terms of, uh, you know, adapting to modern ways of doing things. Um, and um, this, this pandemic has forced us to, to, to let go of those old paradigms and, and move forward much, much more quickly, you know, and, and, and um, that makes us stronger. And so I would say, you know, it has made the community overall stronger and um i don't know if the uh you know the appreciation for the music uh has changed in any kind of way in terms of the audience I, I perhaps it has you know i think that audiences were very eager to hear live music once again uh, after that long period of not uh being able to go to live concerts so i think for all of us both on the uh, artist side and the audience side we felt how much we missed that experience i have to tell you after doing streaming concerts to an in an empty hall that was one of the strangest feelings that i've ever had as a performer and i could never get used to that and i hope i don't have to get used to that you know what i mean um but when i first started performing to live to a live audience once again, it really felt uh, fresh. It really felt like a new experience. And um, I'm trying to hold on to that feeling as long as I can. 
Yeah, for sure. I know from my perspective, you know, I've always been very appreciative of live music, but there is a different feeling. There's a different interaction, chemistry, so to speak, in the room. So it's so good to see this happening. And with that being said, I wanted, if anyone out there wants to either pick up the new album or see you live, anything pertaining to what's going on now and into the future, where can they go? Um, you mean in general to to hear live performances, to find out what's going on near them? No, with um, you. Specifically oh, with, with you and yeah. then picking up the new album. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they can come to my website and uh, my website has my touring dates, and um, it also has the link right on my homepage where they can go to uh, download the album from Artistshare. And I should mention that this album is released via Artistshare, which is a very new way of experiencing music that goes way beyond just the music itself. So with the download of the uh, of the album comes a project experience which includes a series of podcasts that uh, Magos and I produce together where we talk about each of the composers that are featured on, on the album and there are interviews with each of the musicians who play on the album um, there's also uh, farther reading suggestions from me as to when, if you want to learn more about this wonderful uh, Latin American female composers, you know, what to read, what music to listen to. So it's much more than just the album itself. It's, um, there's a lot that comes with the project experience. So you can go to my homepage and you'll immediately see uh, where the link where you can click on the cover of the album and it'll take you to Artist Share where you can download it. Wonderful. Edward, I'm so glad that we hooked up. We had the chance to talk about this wonderful new project. Best of luck with it, and especially as we move forward with live shows and everything else. Thank you very much, Joe. The pleasure is mine. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Chess interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players and minds in Venezuela, San Francisco, Kansas City, and spots all over the world, giving fans all that chess. Thanks to Edward for coming back to the program and for his time and insight. If you want to hear more Neon Jazz interviews, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us at YouTube, and for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Jazz.